welcome to Breaking Fun, a podcast where we will be talking about the journey we all take to get to where we are at. This podcast will cover a little bit of everything as well as we will be sharing our personal journey and the journey of others. Hola, 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 everyone. Welcome once again to our podcast, Breaking Pan, with El Profe and Letty. I am El Profe. We are very excited today. We have a very, very cool topic that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, Letty, how are you doing? Man, we're, we're here, we're alive, and we're trying to thrive, so I am excited. Um, we have a special guest today, and I'm truly honored to have him here. He's, also, uh, he's one of my closest friends, my fraternity brothers, but also an amazing mentor who I could honestly say was who's played a huge role into why I got into higher education. So without further, in, uh, what's it called? What's his, how you say? Without further ado. Without further ado, yeah, there you go. You know, as y'all, if y'all hear our podcast, y'all know I struggle with words sometimes. Um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Doctor, uh, soon to be Doctor Christian Bayo Escobar. Christian, how are you, man? Tell us a little bit about you. Um, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm good. I am, you know, similar to what you said, alive and you know trying to make it work. But you know, all is great so far, perceivably, aside mm-hmm. from what's happening out in the world. Um, but yeah, so excited to be here. Um, you know, great opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. So, like you said, um, almost doctor. Christian Bello, almost. Um, I hope to graduate or complete my dissertation. I'm in the last stages of that by the end of this fall. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I have been in the field of higher ed and student affairs mm-hmm. for now officially um, 10 years, technically. 10 years. Wow. My gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, um, I went to Georgia State. Um, and graduated with a bachelor's in psychology in 2011. Then I went to West Georgia, graduated with a cool. master's, <laughs> master's <laughs> indeed, um, professional counseling with a concentration in college student affairs mm-hmm. in 2013. Um, and then now currently um, finishing my, my doctorate, like I said earlier, from Aldosta in mm-hmm. educational leadership with a concentration in higher education um, leadership. My current role is director of academic and community engagement for a, for the College of Education um, within a university. Cool. And yeah, so that's a little bit about and, me. And, and that's ten years straight, right? You did not like yeah. switch sectors. You just stayed ten years Correct. in higher ed. Correct. And all in. And I know you, because you stayed mainly in Georgia, but you did have yeah. a little bit of time up in Indiana as well, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. After grad school, my first job um, out of grad school, I went to Indiana University and yeah. worked in housing and residence life for about okay. a year. Okay. Wow. And can you tell us just a little bit more about your origins? Like, where's your family from? Where did you grow up? Okay, yes. Yeah, so I, I was born in Acapulco, Mexico, mm-hmm. and I immigrated here to the United States, to Atlanta, to Atlanta metro area, and I really have lived here most of my life at that mm-hmm. point, um, and yeah, identify as Latino, mm-hmm. 
and Mexican, really, uh, Mexican American at this point, because it, it, yeah. it almost feels it feels like the whole not from here, not from there kind yeah. of type of thing. Yeah, yeah, correct. Like you know, I'm not too yeah. American, I'm not too Mexican, mm-hmm. you know, but I prefer tacos over burgers. <laughs> but a good burger is also really good too. Yeah. You know, like I feel you. I yeah. feel you. Oh yeah, I know that the profe be having those posts on Instagrams with those good burgers. I'm like, yeah, man, no invite. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right down the street too. He's like, I'm at the loop. I'm just like, dang, bro, I, I live near. Bye too. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Well, Christian, thank you so much for taking time to be here. Um, and so, to set up the conversation for today and our topic for today, we are going to uh, discuss and go on this journey about burnout. Um, we have. And I think this is kind of funny because I view myself as the young pup in higher ed, but we have a PhD professor, we have a soon-to-be doctor, um, Christian Bayo Escobar, and then you have me who, as an associate director, but I've only, I became an associate director, but I've only been in higher education for, what, two, like a little over two years. Yeah. So I can still, I still consider myself like a young pup, even though I'm, I'm at this role. Um, but we want to talk about burnout in, in specifically in our community working in higher education does that make sense yeah i agree with that so let's define that like how do how do we define burnout i'm really curious to hear from both y'all's perspective how do y'all define burnout yeah i can tell you from experience and also from what i've seen burnout to me was really this sense of exhaustion not only psychologically speaking but also physically speaking Mm. maybe that high sense of drive that one person or an individual used to have isn't there as much because you are just tired Mm. you are just extremely tired and it really takes a toll on you Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a really brief yet broad definition of what burnt out is to me what do you think christian yeah what's it for you um i guess burnout for me it um it, it almost feels like burnout is like you're done like I'm I quit like mm-hmm. you know I guess that's that extreme but I do also recognize that there are obviously levels in between mm-hmm. um, from working with um, different folks or people who I may have supervised mm-hmm. um, I've seen it more so mm-hmm. especially more on the recruitment mm-hmm. admission side uh, rather than the um, per se student support services side mm-hmm. um and I'm, I'm guessing that has to do with like a lot of the movement that mm-hmm. has to happen, the constant struggle to meet numbers, to reach data. Um, but um, a lot of it does have to do with figuring out um, whether or not this is this might be a field for you, if it's like yeah. a like a job versus a career. Mm. And that's one of the thing the biggest things that I've noticed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. even when speaking with just students about what they want to do, right? Yeah. When we talk about, you know, is it is this a job or is this a career? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the difference is. Yeah. Um, where the different variations of burnout may you know may lie in. In a way it's like do I have to do it versus do I want to do it? Correct. Right? That's that inner battle. Maybe at first you want to do this job. After a while, you mm-hmm. see some things that you don't like. Again, mm-hmm. maybe the level of stress. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's normal pandemic, right. more responsibilities, or there's a lot of shifting in specific policies within mm-hmm. the place that you're working for. It goes from wanting to having to work there mm-hmm. out of maybe necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely the dynamics change. Right. I'm curious to know from both of y'all, like now that we've kind of defined what it is, 
you know, I've only been in higher education for two and a half years, and before that, I was a nonprofit, and I, and it's two different worlds. Nonprofit yeah. is completely different to higher ed. I always tell people, for me, it was a cultural shock mm-hmm. going from a team of like camaraderie, like we're in the trenches because we believe in 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 the good of what we're doing in the mission, mm-hmm. to come into a world where you don't see many people that look like you, <laughs> and then you have to navigate these spaces where like yeah. it, you hear some stuff that it's kind of like makes your head turn you're just like wow like we're okay saying these saying these kind of comments at a place where you he you think would be a place of higher education right mm-hmm. where there's there's um open-mindedness but I'm, I'm curious to know from y'all why is it that we're seeing such high like burnout within our within the latino or latinx community in higher education because i i think of like when i started at my office there were four Latinos that mm-hmm. interviewed me. Only one of them is still there. And he's only there by a thread. The one that you had breakfast with. He's yeah, only yeah. there by a thread. Because <laughs> once he gets his master's, I, I'm pretty sure he's he's out the door. Yeah. But why do y'all think that is? Why, why is it that there's such burnout in our community in higher education? Mm, I think back, going through grad school, talking to different people, uh, support or the lack of support mm-hmm. right the lack of representation uh, I think there's a lot of microaggressions that occur in a lot of these places that are not used to having so many are people of color working there where it's predominantly white mm-hmm. right especially the people that have these authoritative power uh, positions within specific institutions or within mm-hmm. specific departments uh, it's a lot of stress maybe they in some cases, I can tell you from the faculty perspective, uh, you know, you want to help all the students of color because there's not a lot of representation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then you get involved in this committee and that project uh, to the point that you begin to overwork yourself. You overwork yourself. You see us, yes, in some cases you do see the long-term outcomes mm-hmm. or a little some of the outcomes arising. But in other cases, it's taking forever. You're getting exhausted. You still have, you know, your teaching, your research. Mm-hmm. You just have so many roles. You really have to push yourself mm-hmm. beyond what is considered normal. Mm-hmm. That takes a toll on you after a while. And then right now you're going through a pandemic. Maybe your relationship's being affected. Maybe, you know, you're not taking care of yourself so much because you're overworking yourself. Again, physically and mentally speaking, it really does take a toll on you. Mm. Everyone has a limit. Now, that limit does differ, though, depending on the individual. What about you, Christian? Because you've managed teams and you've also worked with um, some colleagues and students that are Latino. What have you noticed that causes the burnout in higher education? I mean, there's one person that comes to mind that we all knew that we've all worked with and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, unfortunately that person had a really bad experience, right? Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> what, like, what do y'all think? What do you, what do you think, Christian? What, what do you think attributes to that? Um, I think it has to do, or what might contribute to it, is, um, again, the fact that it's kind of like people might stumble upon a job mm-hmm. in higher ed mm-hmm. that might not be, like, what they want to do full-time, or, like, they want to do it in the moment, but not, like, you know, I'm... I guess let me rephrase. So, a lot of the uh, folks that I've worked with in the past, you know, in the past institution that I've been actually for now close to seven years, um, um, 
nobody. I'm trying to think, maybe trying to think through. But uh, I, I almost want to say Ventura is either nobody or maybe one other person has had. Um, uh, and not to say that you need educational studies in higher education, student affairs, mm-hmm. to be an effective higher ed professional. You don't. But you get exposed to a lot of things um, yeah. prior to in the, in the content. So, uh, for example, like I've, I've, uh, I get in conversations like, right, I, I, I talk, oh, I've had conversations that talk about, hey, like, you know, when, you, when you're in, um, su- like, supervision, like, I had a class about supervision, like how to supervise, or mm-hmm. at least that was a big topic of how to supervise, um, where that students, graduate assistants, mm-hmm. staff, um, and that's not, no one really teaches you that. There's no mm-hmm. class about it, right? Or like if you were to stumble upon a, a role or get into higher ed, you just kind of figure it out, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and that's uh, as well kind of part of it and also mm-hmm. kind of coordinating or managing your time effectively with the expectations that you, that it's humanly possible to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if it's also a cultural thing, we just kind of want to do and do and do and yeah. and exceed and showcase that we are able and capable and that we burn ourselves out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, as well, like I've seen like, say other non-Latinos. Mm-hmm. Who may have had, who may have the exp- the degree, or not have a degree, but their work ethic is the same, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't know if that also has to do with some of that privilege that comes with that, right? Yeah. It's it's just being able to like, well, this is kind of like who I am, versus like I need to overdo, because mm-hmm. I feel the need to, to showcase that I am willing and capable, and that I deserve to be here, that I. That to show that I I was given an opportunity even though I'm not in higher ed or I didn't have higher ed experience mm-hmm. I want to showcase that that I you know that I have it. So do you think we in many cases a lot of us put a lot of like self pressure like yes. we pressure ourselves because we want to fit that role? Yeah, I would say so. I would, I would think so. Yeah. Um, and how do you think it impacts one an individual then in the short term and the long term? Uh, because I mean, we do have that habit, right, of mm-hmm. really saying, "Okay, mm-hmm. we are in this position." There's mm-hmm. not many of us. We have all of a sudden a lot of responsibility. We tend to add a lot to mm-hmm. ourselves, uh, and that I think causes a little bit of burnout mm-hmm. for many. But you know, going back to something Christian just said, and, and I'm thinking to myself, not only at the institution that we work at, but just like talking to others. Mm-hmm. Latinos that I see on the road when I go do events and everything, it's kind of like Christian is like, aside from you, Profe, but like Christian's like one of the very few people that I know that like they knew the trajectory that they mm-hmm. wanted to go to higher ed and this is what they wanted. Yeah. As opposed to a lot of other Latinos, it seems like you you graduate, an opposition comes up where they like they have now, and I've seen universities now, especially in the South and Georgia, that are pushing for more like Spanish efforts. Mm-hmm. So now they're hiring for bilingual individuals, but people don't really have like the background or the context of yeah. like what it actually is to be in higher ed, and then they come in, and then they don't, and then they go into a world of like. Of madness because now because yeah. like they don't have the knowledge they didn't understand what higher education really was because you don't it's crazy but like I think it's fascinating there's not a bachelor's in working in higher education administration that there's mainly more a master's mm-hmm. because 
like we find out our passions of it by doing it for a couple <laughs> years is what it seems for the young generation now. Yeah. And Christian's that rare person that I know that who he knew this is what he wanted, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that also attributes to burnout because when you don't know or don't have the knowledge of what an industry is, you mm-hmm. go into it. Now you got the learning curve. Now you got to work yeah. ten times harder yeah. because now you have to understand it, and then you got to go get your masters, and then you got to go put in that work. And now you're trying to figure out. And then by the time you figure out, like, oh, I want to be an assistant or an associate yeah. or a director, you're burnt out because you did all that extra learning, <laughs> yeah, you know and you mean? probably got a degree in business or biology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that's that's very something. true. That, yeah, that, that, and I think that exactly what, uh, that is triggering me. Like the yeah, I guess a lot of conversations that I had that I've had with folks again that I yes that are, who are Latino or are Latino um, mm-hmm. or Latinx in general um, who don't have that background in, in higher ed and it, I have to for example have to explain the higher ed educational background or governance mm-hmm. to for them to understand it mm-hmm. but the yeah. first point of reaction is very negative when like for example like and again I, I don't mean to sound elitist or that you need a background because you don't need a higher ed, a higher ed do higher ed mm-hmm. but like I had a, a class and as I'm thinking about this like, yeah I had a class about governance yeah. and like you know fiscal management mm-hmm. in, 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 in state institutions what yeah. are the different kinds of budgets that that exist the different rules regulations yeah. and you know like so knowing all that stuff and then being in the context of it like I, I understand where a lot of the decisions that are made at the higher level I may mm-hmm. not agree with them but I understand them from a upper management level because well, you, mm-hmm. you have the knowledge you have the knowledge and you have the experience to right. be able to tie it in and say okay like this is how this is role, this works and like to, to be able to tell yourself like do I put my energy into this yeah, knowing that like, like this is how it's structured and that like sometimes it's something that you have to accept because like there's some things that have been in place for many years yeah. that it takes time to change yeah. and one of my first I mean I think the first time I talked to Christian was like I was like two weeks in to the university where we work at yeah. and I had a conversation with Christian and I could tell from the get go that he knew how to play the game like he's been in, you know doing this for so long now yeah. that he you know learned how to navigate the system yeah. which is I think very very important to know like it's, it's not something that you learn from the get go yeah. something that you eventually pick up so, I mean, it, props it, to Christian for that. Yeah, no, and it's, it's amazing to see how long you've been in this field because I, in two years, I've seen people get in and out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so fast. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, is that a sign? Should I, like, pack it on up? Like, <laughs> but, you know, what's really fat, what's awesome, though, about, like, seeing Christian and, like, meeting other people that are Latinos that still stay in higher education, mm-hmm. it's like once you get to these big roles, the amount of influence you play. Yes. You know, like, people address Christian as, Mr. Christian like they, they ain't calling me Mr. Larry out in the streets <laughs> tell you that right now but you know but it's the amount of influence that you have like I remember there's students yeah. that are no longer at UNG that used to go to UNG either whether they graduate or transfer out and I still to keep in touch with them through community based organizations out there that I still volunteer with and they'll always ask me like how's Mr. Christian doing is Mr. Christian yeah. still doing great things like the amount of impact you've had like it's just phenomenal that's why it's like as much as like burnout that I feel mm-hmm. it's like I always remind myself that like we're needed in these spaces because the longer we're in here the more things start changing right? yes yes mm-hmm. so so I know we talked with Krishna about burnt out but profit like on the academic side like have yeah. you felt burnt out oh yeah when I was studying 
when I was studying my PhD, I reached the point because I didn't take a break. A lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people do take a break. They get their their bachelor's. They might take a year or two off, get some experience, and then go into grad school. Uh-huh. And a lot of peers that were in their like late twenties, early thirties, getting their PhD. I didn't stop. I, so he's trying to throw shade at me because I'm not <laughs> Wow. I invite you to my casa. I give you a cafecito. I don't see the cafecito. <laughs> Sorry, bro, I'm just go ahead. saying. <laughs> I got involved with a program called McNair. McNair really prepped mm-hmm. me because McNair helps underrepresented students go straight from the bachelor's degree into mm-hmm. grad school eventually to obtain the PhD. Mm-hmm. So I was ambitious. I always wanted at least a master's degree. Got into the program. They prepped me. I went from Idaho all the way to Virginia, across the country. Quite the experience, but I did not stop. Now, mm-hmm. I did take an extra year to get my bachelor's degree, to get more research experience. Mm-hmm. And then the program, the Ph.D. program, is a four-year Ph.D. program. You get the master's in two years, you get the Ph.D. in four years. Uh, very few people did that. You know, very, And the people that did do it, they looked exhausted. Mm. Uh, it took me two and a half years to get my master's degree, a little longer than what is expected. And then it took me about three and a half years to get my Ph.D. Uh, that, so if you add up all the years I was in school, mm-hmm. I'm talking about 11 years in college. And you take everything into consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, started when I was 18. I graduated when I was uh, like 28 years old, heading into 29. You know, I was burnt out. So in year five in grad school, I went with my parents. Mm-hmm. I, it's so long not, you know, being with them. My youngest brother was going to graduate from high school. My other brother was going to get married. I wanted to, you know, at least spend a year with them. I was going to finish my dissertation, but I was exhausted. Physically, I, I gained almost 50 pounds mm-hmm. because you don't take care of yourself. You're just it's mm-hmm. so much work. A lot of studying, reading, your job. You play. You have multiple roles. So I gained you're, so much weight. You're, you're giving Christians some, 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 some. What's that called? Uh, uh, all of a sudden, flashbacks. Flashbacks. Right now, like, what? Like, right now, like, I'm living through it. Yeah, I'm so, seeing his yeah. reaction, and Christians are like, "Oh my goodness!" It's like he's acting yeah. cool and all, but his facial expression says like yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> saying it right now. So all of a sudden, I was again physically, I was not well. Yeah. Mentally, I was just tired. I told my mentor a few times I don't know if I want to do this I'm not happy my mentor is like I'll support you in whatever you want to do later on she's like I wasn't gonna let you quit I was just you know trying to uh, like I was not gonna let you quit (laughs) yeah but you do reach a point where are you sure you I want to do this this doesn't make me happy Mm -hmm. uh I just needed a year where I just focused just on my dissertation and focused time with my family Mm -hmm. I got to know my family all over again because again I spent 10 years in college at that time spent mm-hmm. a year with them finished my dissertation mm-hmm. and I immediately then you know once I, f- I defended my dissertation in the spring of 2018 mm-hmm. I felt fresh I felt uh, like I, I lost a couple pounds mm-hmm. spent some quality time with my family and then I started my job mm-hmm. that fall of 2018 started off strong pandemic hit started <laughs> getting you know exhausted again even though right now even though I do feel mentally and physically exhausted it's different, mm-hmm. you know, because I have more purpose. Uh, not only does making money help, you know, in grad yeah, school, yeah, you're, yeah. you're broke. <laughs> Facts. But right now, I feel like I do have an impact on a lot of our mm-hmm. students within our university. Yeah. 
So it does change. But yeah, that sense of being burnt out and tired, it's no fun whatsoever. It's crazy because I feel like so I know I get burnt out like how often do I do it? Because I come to your <laughs> office all the time when I when I hit it. <laughs> I think I get burnt out every four to five months mm-hmm. in the role, but I think a lot of it comes with and um, one of my colleagues came into my office and um, he knows a lot of like the bureaucracy that I deal with because yeah. I do the diversity work for our institution as well. Um, it's it's very heavy, and so I bur- I get burnt out like every five six months because like I I'm also in recruitment so I'm on the road like three four days out of the week I'm visiting mm-hmm. schools then I gotta come home then I also have to be in the office then I have to attend all these meetings then I still have to write strategic planning then yeah. I also do programming and it's programming not that I can't I, and it's like I just ran I just recently got a team it's not like I could delegate to anybody I was the one that had to get the programming I was the mm-hmm. one that had to do the setup I was the one that had to show up on the weekends evenings and do things as well yeah. and that's because that was the way the position was created even though I was an assistant director when I got hired they didn't give me no team even though my job description said that they were going to give me one they screwed me out of it mm-hmm. you know they like literally kicked to the nuts on that one because I didn't get any support I didn't get what I was what I was told and so then I created the foundation of what we currently have now luckily you know I'm grateful for the fact that I have two new staff members but I guess I still get burnt out yeah. every four to five months because it's you know it's it's a lot of work and it's like I know, and I think, like, what burns me out the most is also because, and I think Christian knows that, you're, you're learning too, Prophet. Like, I'm, I always describe it, Christian's like Martin Luther King Jr., I'm Malcolm X. I speak my <laughs> mind, like, I really just say it. So I also don't have a problem letting people know that I got an issue with what you just said. But, like, I, it, but it, it, it makes me realize, like, the amount, like, when you have, when you stand up, it takes yeah. the life out of you when you have to call out an associate vice president a mm-hmm. dean or a director and say hey like I don't agree with like your views or like this is very insulting or things like that mm-hmm. it takes everything out of you because literally even though I say it and like it, I don't really think twice on afterwards in the back of my head I'm thinking to myself I don't know if they're going to make my life a living hell after this yeah. or mm-hmm. The worst part is, and this is something that I'm always conscious of now, I can get fired. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're going to come after me now mm-hmm. because that you never know. Because, again, I'm the only Latino in leadership on this side of enrollment, mat- well, where I work at my, in my division. So it's like mm-hmm. it's scary sometimes. And not many people know that. That's why every four to five months I have the breakdowns because it's like you yeah. carry for so long. And, then, and it's funny because I told Christian, we were in his office the other day, like even I might be going through that. And I also go through my own personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am a high-functioning achiever where, like, mm-hmm. I will not let anyone see me that way. Like, as soon as I'm in the office, I'm like this. I'm on. I'm going to do this. We're going to do that. I got my programs. I got this. And then I'm going to wait until that five month hits, and then I'm going to go crash. I'm going to take a week off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go drive away, go somewhere, go to Texas, go somewhere, and just get the heck away because I need to muster up the energy to come back and do this again for another five yeah. months. You have to recharge. Exactly. Because that's the burnout. I don't want the burnout to be the, the thing that makes me quit because mm-hmm. I know what what's needed in this field to, to for us to really make the impact but i think that you need those two sides right where you need someone that's that knows how to move but i also feel like you also need 
you need someone like me to really stir the pot because yeah. if you don't stir the pot then it's kind of like it moves at a slower pace you know Green. so yeah well, sorry what are you gonna say no uh I know we were talking right before we started the podcast, yeah. and Christian mentioned that really he hasn't experienced Burnt out, yeah. burnout per se. Uh, Christian, can you kind of yeah. explain uh, that process? Like, yeah, why haven't you experienced burnt out? Drop, drop some knowledge on our, exactly. on, on our, on our listeners online. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've always, um, you know, similar to... Um, here I mean I took I mean I graduated college 2011 I went right into my master's graduated 2013 I had technically one I think two years where I only worked mm-hmm. um, and I felt like I was like I'm not doing enough like yeah. I, I felt bored <laughs> to be honest <laughs> and so I, I did a, the graduate certificate in diversity yeah uh, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I need to do something. Need to do. I need to do more. Like, yeah. I know I need a doctorate to really make an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, I started in a doctorate, and you know, so that was fifteen, sixteen. So I guess I, yeah, another year maybe yeah. in between the, the certificate and and, and doc school. Um, so I started twenty seventeen, all the way to now, and in between all that, you know, it's the. I guess the responsibilities have grown over time. Yeah. Or every single role, I guess I've been blessed, I, I say blessed, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that every single, I guess, role that I've had, I've gone up in responsibility, in scope, and, and this and that. But it's been, like, little by little. It has, yeah. you know, hasn't been, like, I guess for lack of better words, for the, the chingadazo, you know, like, yeah. um, So I don't know if that has prepared me mm-hmm. for... Or has allowed me to be okay with what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I don't know, if I, I felt this during undergrad, and I still feel it to this day. For me, those two weeks in, in December, mm-hmm. like, that's my break. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I don't, you know, it almost feels like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Yeah. And I still feel that way. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I don't know if that's just, like, me. I'm just... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to say crazy, but, you know. Because <laughs> um, even, again, to this day, like, I'm... Hoping to finish my you know dissertation yeah. this fall, but I've also want to con- complete a start really um, a certificate in online teaching because I want to yeah. do online teaching to continue my the the academic side of my career. Um, but are you afraid that you're going to experience burnout eventually? Because it feels like you know you've been running a marathon mm-hmm. and yeah. you haven't stopped. Right. And people, if we're talking you know more figurative. People who run a marathon, the adrenaline's kicking in, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, that's when they start feeling like you know their legs, you know, like are yeah, like yeah. jelly, and all of a sudden their body's just tired. Yeah. Are you ever afraid that that's going to happen to you in the future? I don't know. Maybe so. Um, maybe I think I think when we talk about the exhaustion part or the mm-hmm. burnout part, I think my body might have taken that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I would say on on that on that playing field. I think I, that's where I think I've taken all, all the hits, you yeah. know. Um, not to say I was never really an athletic person, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely I have gone, you know, I've, I've, I'm the biggest that I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's an error, for, uh, not error, but, uh, you know, ways to improve, an area of where I can need to improve is my physical well-being. Yeah. And, I feel you. you I know, feel you. That, 
<laughs> so that for sure, you know. <laughs> no, even even in this job, for example, this you know we had our first week of the semester this week. Uh, I ate out every day because I got home six, mm. seven, didn't have the energy to cook. Just grabs a sandwich, mm. Chick-fil-A, lo que sea. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, on Wednesday, I can tell you I didn't stop from 8 in the morning all the way until, like, 6.37. When I got home, I went to bed at 8, and I passed out by 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not good for the body because you're not, right. you know, yeah. exercising y todo eso. So right, 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 right. It, it kind of hits you every once in a while still, right? Mm-hmm. And also one other thing that I, I mentioned that I think what helps me with to not prevent, or not prevent, I don't want to say prevent because I feel like I do feel some of those, like, things that you guys are, that y'all are mentioning. Um, I guess I'm just able to, I don't know if I'm just able to pick it back up or what, or I have conversations with students or say in my former role as, you know, helping camp director, we had the graduations, the end of the year celebrations, mm-hmm. the, the accomplishments that students, former students have or go mm-hmm. through. And that's, and I'm like, okay, that's the reason why I do this. Yeah. This is why I do and deal with the things that you I, deal that with, I yeah. exactly, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard. And like, I feel like at least in, in my side, it's just like you don't really see it. But now I'm starting to see it because now mm-hmm. students that, like a lot of these programs that I started two years ago, I have moms that drive two hours to my office to come drop off thank you cards mm-hmm. because I took the time to drive to their home and help their daughters or their sons do FAFSAs or apply to, to the university or, you know, whatever, what, what may be, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. But like, I don't know, man. It's 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 really tough, and I think that's another thing about higher education. It's like sometimes it's so hard, and it's like depending on what role you're in, you might not see the fruits of your labor. Yeah. And so, but it's like, but we're needed in every part of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think having, like, I know we're picking up on the next committee coming up soon. Yeah. But I think having more spaces where conversations like this not only happen on a podcast but have it more frequently to be able to serve as a reminder of why we do what we do mm-hmm. because there's some people that are doing it they didn't go the whole higher ed route they didn't get the masters you know i got i have a masters in public administration and i'm happy i have that over a master of higher education no offense christian <laughs> <laughs> but my thing was this like if there's one thing that i love that not that the public doing public administration work in a nonprofit taught me to set up for higher ed was you gotta have balls to really like change up the system. Like when you go into nonprofit, like it's like you're there for the common good for humanity, mm-hmm. and you'll do whatever it takes because you be- you're that crazy enough to believe in it, right? And so I think, and, I, and that's why I love Christian man because me and Christian we balance off each other so well. I'll be like Christian, should I send this email? He's like, no, let's reword some stuff, um, you know. But I think you have to find that we got, you gotta have you gotta find that balance. But the cool thing is that like. I think there's amazing people that work in higher education, like Chris, Mr. Christian, like the other, like the students call him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 awesome though mm-hmm. to have these network, and I and I wish that more Latinos that got in that get into higher education or plan to get into higher education have this kind of support system. Yeah. Because it it helps gives perspective of the big picture of why we're doing this instead of chasing the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's the reality of the world. Yeah. Is that fact that a lot of people leave is also because of the money. Yeah. Because higher education does not pay. Is, no. Does not pay. You really need to find those institutions that do pay to different kind of stress. And yeah. it's very tempting. We've lost a lot of people in the last year mm-hmm. because 
money does talk in many cases. Yeah, cash money rules. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, y'all, so we're coming up in our last few minutes. Um, I wanted to just end it off uh, with just some last bit of advice on burnout. Like, what are some tips? What are some advice that y'all would want to give our listeners on how to either deal or, uh, or manage burnout? So who would like to go first? I can go first. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, for me, I am, and I don't know if it's because of my counseling background, mm-hmm. um, but it's always talk it out. Mm-hmm. Like find that someone who you're able to, even if it's just like I'm, I'm not, I'm here to just talk crap or just hear me out. Like don't, mm-hmm. I don't expect you to do anything. Just let it out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then find something, things that you like to do, whether yeah. that's physical stuff activities family time right because sometimes that's, that's obviously always needed mm-hmm. um and that's actually as i think about it that's probably another area of my as much as i am yay academics yay professional life you mm-hmm. know and yay personal life with my with my wife um i would say the things i have been affected aside from my my, my physical health is my family mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as close to them as I uh-huh. as I've been or yeah. as I was yeah. before I left quote unquote the nest since high school. Okay, you know, we're, you gonna, know? we're gonna do it. We're gonna bring you back. We're gonna do a second segment on that. Go ahead. Yeah, that's an okay. important topic. That's a big one. Go. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, fine. Do what you gotta do. I mean, recently, because I've gone through some personal stuff this year, um, I'm getting massages. Like that's massages. I, oh. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, self care. I went to a chiropractor and they have a physical therapist. So, and you know, I was like, okay, let's you know, let's, okay. give, let's, let's give it a try. And I never. That was What's like no? that was like the second time that I had a massage. You know, and I was like, mira, okay, I will pay for this. So, you know, um, I hope your wife doesn't hear you this. Know. No, I mean, I took her there too. Like we were both going. Like you know, because. <laughs> because it really has helped. Yeah. Like, I had yeah. like a lot of pain in my shoulder, mm-hmm. like a lot. Like I could feel so tense, like mm-hmm. you know. And, and and now it's you know I go now once a month. Once a month. That's what's and up. It's, you know. It's awesome. I was. I'm be honest with you. I did not expect that at all. No. I mean, not from Christian. Not from Christian. But Christian, that's what's up, man. You do what I mean, you gotta do, hey, bro. Get exactly. a massage. Exactly. Get a massage. Yellow. You know. All right. <laughs> Uh, what you got <laughs> when you <laughs> I'm still thrown off too when you <laughs> I know <laughs> you're welcome oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> lost there <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just mind blown <laughs> but go ahead <laughs> when you feel like you have to do something rather than you want to do something then mm. maybe it's time to reevaluate the situation mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to do something when you have to when you're forced to do something then it's okay to change job it's okay to change settings again all comes down to doing something that gives you passion yeah and I think um, and, I, and I'll add it off here with um, just this I think for me it's three things that come to mind but advocate for what you need mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we're like, like as Latinos or Latinx um, folks that work in higher education, we sometimes get bogged down with the whole like, oh, we got to do all this because it's mm-hmm. for the community and we're not getting compensated. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, you can't say no. Yes, I agree. Yes, you really can't say no because if you have a lot on your plate and you explain that to your supervisor, 
they have nothing but to respect the fact that they can't add this onto you. So I think advocating for yourself is vital to being able to manage burnout. Because if you say yes all the time, it's just going to happen like that that quickly. Um, I think the second thing, and I think this stays in tune with everything that we've talked about in the last episodes, just take care of your mental health. I mean, go, I mean, whether it's an outlet, you know, talking to someone. I know I have Christian, and I know I have you as well. But, like, I get deep in my, and I go to therapy once a week, you know. I get deep in there because, like, my Mm -hmm. stress, majority of the stress I have is, from work it's from working yeah. in higher education because it legit takes the life out of me yeah you know and so but i love what i do i always say like i really love what i do mm-hmm. it's, it's just really really tough but mm-hmm. i think um having an outlet taking care of your mental health and i think lastly um i think just my advice with burnout is that you know listen to the signs like you know yeah. I, I always feel like you know if Higher education is not meant for everyone, and I think sometimes Latinos, like we get into this because we believe in the in the in the greater good of what that we're serving, that our roles is helping the community, mm-hmm. which is yes, like us being there is going to help our community, but the reality is that if it doesn't make you happy and if it doesn't fulfill you, yeah. then mm-hmm. it's time to reevaluate and try to figure out like well where can you go somewhere else because you can yeah. always help the Latino community in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's huge and that's the something as, as you're saying that like that's just part of like life in general in the sense of like you know if you love if you want to help people help the Latino community it doesn't necessarily mean like in higher ed like you said mm-hmm. you know because you, you ha- I truly believe because you know I've always I've talked to other like you know fraternity brothers who have only say just a bachelor's and make way more than oh, yeah. what I'm mm-hmm. making right yeah. and it's like I've pondered, you know, and had conversations <laughs> with my wife, like, should I leave higher ed? Yeah. I, you know, I could totally make uh, way more money, yeah. you know, and it's like, and she's the one that usually also helps me to bring me back down to reality that, like, yeah. you know, it's like, you like this, you love this. So if you were to do something, something that you don't love, mm-hmm. even if it's for money, like, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. But you spend mm-hmm. 40 plus hours of your work life or your yeah. life oh. a week, yeah. you know, it's better to do something that you love than... Yeah. You know, do something just for the money. Yeah. yeah. And you've received, uh, not to throw shade over to Letty, but you received, you know, a diversity award for all your work. It's work. all you. And, uh, wow. <laughs> y'all y'all been throwing in my face because you won it too. I recently got the diversity <laughs> award. Well, y'all, y'all trash. <laughs> just saying. Y'all, just saying. Y'all going to do that to me. Y'all, y'all that know was the, him. That was the, him. Y'all know the system's rigged. They won't, let, they won't give it to me at all. <laughs> On on that note, real quick though, I think it's just—I think it's really important. I think we had such an uh, amazing conversation today, but um, I I just really quick want to ask y'all: go ahead and just share, like, really briefly, why is it? Why do you do what you do in higher education? So, Profe, we'll start and then we'll wrap down. So, why do you do what you do in higher education? Simple: the future. The future. I'm looking towards the future of our people. For me, um, to put it in the most simplest terms, because, yes, there's a whole story behind it as well, but I was supported and helped by other Latinx folks during my undergraduate mm. experience. Um, and that that coupled with my drive to help people, mm-hmm. that, that was really, like, my... Like my, my venue in essence, right? Mm-hmm. It's like my life passion is to help and support people. At the same time, help myself. And this is also where also you said that you know learn to say no. That you know there's 
that, that, that was as huge as key. Um, but I want to give back mm, to yeah. what I was given and, and supported. And like that they were officers that that specifically helped a Latinx students and they helped me. And so I want to continue that path. I want to continue to educate, to empower um, our population um, that may look like me. Um, everybody, of course, but you have to have a bias towards helping the, the inner community um, to do more, to be more, to close the, you know, in bigger picture, if I could, right, to help um, close the... Um, the gap at the educational level but then also at the um, just the financial gap that exists within our country Um, but yeah ultimately I think that that, that's where it kind of goes like I I, because I didn't know that I wanted to do higher ed to be honest with you I wanted to be a psychologist I wanted to be like in a profit here either a neuropsychologist or a clinical psychologist Mm -hmm. and then teaching aside I kind of kind of knew that too it wasn't until my my last year of, of, of college where that mm. then the fraternity had a lot to do with it mm. um, just having so many peers mm. saw me as a someone to look up to mm. uh, while that scared me I realized that 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 was that was my path that was my path mm. what about you Larry? oh man I think um uh, I want to keep this short too because we're on time. But uh, I think I do. It for, I do it for the impact. Uh, I do it for the impact. I, I definitely, my heart does it for the students because I've also have had conversations where, like, I could honestly, I've been offered opportunities to leave and make way more money, but I, I still stay because of the students for the impact, the work. But I think I really do what I do in higher education for the opportunity to change the system and to hopefully pay, play a role in that so that it, it so that universities can better serve students that look like us mm-hmm. so that way students that look like us don't continue going through the, the vicious cycles and obstacles that they r- repetitively have in year through years have continued going through and mm-hmm. I want to change that and so that's that's why I do I I, I, I live for that every day waking up mm-hmm. and I have this written like in my office where it's like how can I make how what can I do today to make the the system better for for students mm-hmm. and I, if I can do one thing every day in my job whether it's pissing off someone or calling mm-hmm. someone out hey I did something to try to move the needle forward and that's mm-hmm. all I live by so that's that's why I do what I do. We better wrap up because Christian's yeah. wife's gonna kick oh, his yeah. butt. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so on that note, <laughs> thank y'all for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. This was Breaking Pan con el Profe Ileri and Doctor. Well, I'm gonna, we're gonna go ahead and put it out there in the universe. Doctor Bayo Escobar. Thank you. And metal metal with the massages. <laughs> but anyway, stay tuned. <laughs> we are out. Peace. Take, take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>